Today, I want to talk about a very common habit that many of us have that gets in the way of our intuition. It muddies it. I want to talk about identifying it, and I want to talk about what you can do to fix that. This is your moment. I'm going to talk about a human habit that we all have, <laughs> but one that we would like to think we don't have or that we don't do, but we do. So for the sake of this session and for the sake of inner work and growth and all these things that we really want, let's just move forward through the rest of this session with absolutely no judgment, no judgment on ourselves, no judgment on somebody else, just no judgment. Just, we're just taking a look under the hood. That's all we're doing, taking a look under the hood. I have seen a number of uh, very common habits that people do in their human life, day-to-day -day life, that will affect their intuition when they're tapped in. How we hold ourselves in our day-to-day -day life can sometimes naturally unfold in an intuitive moment. If we find that we jump to conclusions, we can find that we interrupt our intuition because the first thing that comes through, we're jumping to a conclusion. Our personalities, our habits, our, you know, the areas that maybe we might need to heal do interject into our intuitive channel. It's not like the whole rest of us shuts down. I mean, if you can make that happen, if you can completely silence all of your tendencies, your patterns, your neurological functions for your intuition to come through, you might not be here anymore, or you might have ultimately mastered the ultimate intuition, but that's not reality. Reality is such that you sit down, you have an intuitive moment, and how you hold yourself in your day-to-day -day life can leak through into that, can influence the intuition coming through. If in your day-to-day -day human life, your mind is triggered by different things and you respond to different things in a way that blocks development in your day-to-day -day life, that's going to also block intuition. So it's typically the habits that, you know, would probably be great for us to break. So here's the one we're going to focus on today. I know, I'm going to rip off the Band-Aid. Here we go. I'm going to talk about projecting. I'm going to talk about projecting in the sense that, first off, we all do it. We all do it because we're human. Projecting, in essence, is uh, projecting your own thoughts and feelings onto the person that we're interacting with. Perhaps they respond to something in a particular way. If we're projecting, we will make the automatic assumption that they're responding in that particular way because of A, B, and C. But the projecting piece is that A, B, and C is how we would respond. So we're projecting, we're expecting them to respond the way that we would, or we're expecting them to have feelings or be, an experience, be experiencing something emotionally the way we would. We're translating our own understanding of emotions, patterns, problem solving, and all of that onto what's happening for them. This is a very natural thing. And honestly, you know, I understand that projecting has been used in a very negative light in, in for so long. But sometimes projecting is, you know, can, can be a layer of empathy. It can be, I'm trying to understand. I'm, I'm trying to connect. It can, it can work in that way as well. 
But when we find ourselves assuming that a person is doing something for a particular reason, we could be projecting that reason. We could be just saying, well, either everyone I've known in the past did it for this reason, or I would do it for this reason. So it must be this reason for you. And that's what projecting is. It's like taking a big old projector and shining it on a situation or a person and saying, no, this is what it is because this is the lens that I see things through. So hopefully you can hear in this that this is natural. This is natural. And projecting typically isn't done out of spite. It's not typically done to be hurtful. It's just a a mechanism that we use to try to get on board or understand a situation. Now, when we do this, this is typically done, you know, mostly with personalities that want to help, which is most all of us, that want to figure something out for somebody else to want to make things better, which is most all of us. (laughs) So this is a very natural piece. Yes, if we take projecting in our human life to an extreme, it can cause problems. So inner work is fantastic. I cannot emphasize enough how wonderful counseling is, therapy, a good friend, somebody that you can talk to, being in a space where you can be vulnerable to say, okay, I'm going to admit for four seconds, but only four seconds that I'm not perfect and I want to improve. There's nothing wrong with that. That is an evolved human being. That is a powerful human being. That is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful example of what it is to be the best of you. So when we're projecting, again, human, natural, most of it is taught to us as kids, all of that, go down that therapy road, absolutely please, because it's a wonderful thing to release yourself from, but this is how it affects your intuition. When we have a habit of projecting our own thoughts or our own ideas or our own solutions onto other things um, that aren't our thoughts or ideas or solutions, we're going to do the same thing with our intuition. An intuitive message is going to come through and we're going to project We're going to go, oh, it must be this. Oh, it must be that. It must be this. must be that. Oh, it's got to be that, right? We're going to jump in there. We're going to jump in. That's what projecting is. I'm jumping in. I'm projecting right into the pool. (laughs) I'm going to say this is what it's got to be. Intuition doesn't work like that. Intuition is something that we need to sit back and receive purely as it comes through. No judgment, no analysis, no picking it apart, no wonder if it's got to be this. No solving none of that. Let me reiterate something that I tell my students all the time. Let me let me say this one again because I love this one. Our mind is really broken down into you can say two halves. It's a lot more intricate than that. But let's say we've got right brain, left brain. Intuition flows through the right brain. Analytical logical flows through that left brain. If the right brain is the mail carrier delivering the intuitive information, then the left brain is the dog trying to bite the mail carrier, okay? Our left brain, our logic is going to try to attack the information that just came through. It is excruciatingly natural. And I got to tell you, all the people that have honed their intuition with great success, all of my students that have done that have done it by being very aware, completely judgment-free of themselves and saying, yeah, I can see how my dog is trying to bite my mail carrier. I get it. Oh, look at I did it again. Oh, there it is. I can see it. Once you're aware of your patterns and you can see that the dog's trying to bite the mail carrier, then you shift your attention 
over to the dog and say, sit, stay, shh, quiet. (laughs) You learn to train the dog. You learn to train your left mind. You learn to not interject. You learn to not analyze and you learn to not project. And I'm going to get to the unusual way of how to fix this, how to fix this. But that's the overall on how intuition comes through and we can interrupt it. Mail carrier comes through, the dog tries to bite the mail carrier. Think in those terms, you'll start to see it happening for yourself where you start to analyze and pick apart. When it comes to projecting, when it comes to that urgency to help, that urgency to figure out, that urgency to solve, oh, they must have done this because of this, because internally, that's what you would do. That's projecting. What we need to do in order to not have that get in the way of our intuitive flow and this is what it would look like, you would sit down and you'd get an intuitive piece of information, let's say for a friend, uh, and then it would be strong intuition and then it would turn slowly and very slightly into an opinion. And so it becomes not intuition any longer. It becomes imagination and opinion and intent. That's what projecting does in intuition. When we think, oh, well, this is how it should be. Let me give you an example. I love examples. I sat down with, and I've talked about this example before because it's such a powerful one. I sat down with an incredibly strong intuitive. She was so accurate. She was a medium. Sat down. I could see my deceased grandmother standing next to me and this medium who knew me from nothing. This was a town, had no idea who I was, said, I can see this woman coming through. She's about this tall. I think she's your grandmother on your mom's side. She, I mean, she was so accurate and it was so fast coming through. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. She's really open to her channel. And then she said, "Um, your grandmother's talking about how you have a riff in the family, how you've cut off uh, an individual in the family. And I'm like, yes, accurate, absolutely accurate. That's where her projecting came in. And she was like, well, and then the next pieces of information that came through were what she thought I had done to do it. And also her opinion on how I should remove that boundary because family's family. And I turned to look at my grandmother when this this information coming through that did not resonate at all. When that information came through, I turned to look at my grandmother and my grandmother kind of sort of, you know, stepped out of the, she sort of dissipated Scottish goodbye. Um, And she was like, yeah, bye. Uh, And that's when I knew we weren't really tapped in anymore. We were just projecting. So the reader herself wanted to help and projected that this is what you're doing, which is probably what she either may have done herself or probably would do if she was in that situation, um, which ended up not being what I was doing. And then she said, your grandmother says you need to heal that relationship, which is ironic because it was my grandmother supporting me in setting that healthy boundary. So when we project, it becomes what we think and not our intuitive channel. So here's what you do in your day-to-day life. When you catch yourself. And so this is going to be an act of paying attention to your interactions. You don't have to be like super analytical about this or anything, but if you're in a conversation and anyone is asking you for advice or anyone is frustrated, but maybe not telling you why anything is left undone. Um, you think somebody might be mad, but you're not sure. Go ahead and just live your life and have your reactions. But if you can catch yourself thinking it must be this, or it must be that, or it must be this, oh, they're just doing this or they're just doing this, 
I want you to give yourself a good 60 seconds of quality you time and just say, hey, am I projecting? Am I projecting? And what can I do? And to all my Sage Method students out there, you're going to laugh when you hear this, but I'll tell you what you can do. You can go up to the person and say, what did you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Tell me more. Tell me more so I can um, help understand the situation instead of projecting what I'm assuming onto the situation. When you catch yourself doing this behavior of assumptions and projecting and all this, again, no judgment, right? You're not a bad person. There's no bad about this at all. This is normal human behavior. <laughs> so when you catch yourself wanting to help and as a result, you project or you, you know, make a quick assumption or something, give yourself 60 seconds to say, did I decide and project onto the situation what I think it is? Or have I taken the time to explore further with the other individual or the situation to find out what it is? This is really cool because chances are really good if you're watching this, you probably do project, but very slightly and with compassion and love and with the wanting to help. So again, let's take the negative out of that word and let's bring it into, I get it. I totally get it. You want to help. So do that. Be helpful. Have your interaction and then give yourself a few seconds to go, did I project? Did I plug in what I think? Or did I actually figure out where they were coming from? So you're going to find most of the time you're going to figure out where they're coming from. But when you catch yourself actually doing it, you're going to next invite yourself to step in a little further to say, hey, hey, tell me a little bit more about this, right? Hear that again and think in terms of intuition flowing through you. Hey, tell me a little bit more about this. Just the act of doing that in your day-to-day -day life, that's your new habit. That's your new habit. And as a result, when you're in the, the space of intuition, when you're tapped in, that's going to be the habit there. And your new habit is going to be, hey, tell me a little bit more about this. It will massively shift your struggling from, I don't know if it's in my imagination or intuition to, wow, that was just a lot of intuition. I could feel it. It just flowed. It just came because you weren't blocking it anymore because you weren't projecting because you're not in the habit of projecting anymore. You're in the habit of asking people to tell you a little bit more about this. What you do in these sort of habit type, type states in your human life, they can bleed into your intuitive moments, unless you master absolute trance state in intuitive moments, which you can, you can do that too. But if you're using your intuition day to day, if you're asking questions, especially about yourself, and especially trying to get information for yourself, if in your day to day life, you stay curious, you're going to stay curious in your intuitive state, and you're going to get more and more intuition. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition, bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information.